section fourteen of the treatises of benvenuto cellini on goldsmithing and sculpture by benvenuto cellini translated by c r ashby this librivox recording is in the public domain the treatise on goldsmithing chapter thirteen on cardinal seals this sort of work is delightful in my time in rome that was about fifteen twenty five there was a certain master from perugia called lotizio who practised nothing else but the making of seals for the bulls of cardinals these seals are about the size of a ten-year-old child's hand and they're made in the shape of an almond the cardinal's title is engraved on them and usually in the form of a rebus or allegorically lotizio used to get at least a hundred scudi for each seal he made now always sticking to my method of describing things from work i have done with my own hands i'll tell you of two that i made in this branch of my art the first was for the cardinal of mantua brother of the duke on it was engraved the ascension of our lady with the twelve apostles for so ran the cardinal's title the other seal much more richly figured was for the cardinal ippolito of ferrara brother of duke hercules on this one was engraved saint ambrose on horseback with a whip in his hand chastising the arians and as two stories had to be wrought upon it for the cardinal had a twofold title it was divided down the middle and the legend of saint john the baptist preaching in the desert was engraved on the other part and both subjects were wrought with figures for the mantua seal i got two hundred ducats for the ferrara one three hundred the seals are made in the following manner you take a smooth and polished black stone and draw thereon the design you want to appear on the seal and with black wax a bit hardened you fashion whatever relief you wish the seal ultimately to impress when this is very delicately accomplished you take a little volterrano gesso footnote gypsum or plaster from volterra the fifteen sixty eight edition has gesso cotto volterrano and footnote or any other gesso provided it be very fine boiled gesso it should be and after having moistened your wax by painting it over very lightly with a fine paint-brush and a little clean and pure olive oil you put the gesso on your wax you must mind not to get too much oil on your wax for it would then hurt the gesso and prevent it from penetrating into the finer delicacies of the wax before pouring on your gesso in the liquid state you must make a little wall or embankment of fresh clean clay about two fingers high all round your seal as you pour your gesso on you guide it about very carefully into all the interstices of the wax by means of a long-haired brush footnote un penaletto al quando grandicello di vaio what i think in the english workshop would be called a rigger End footnote. after the gesso is well set remove it from the wax this of course will be easily done as there is no undercutting for since the work is ultimately to serve the purpose of a seal no projections are permissible 
then you clean out the matrix with a knife removing any scum or spoiled surface that may have been made by the gesso on the inside and polish it up all round now there are two ways of casting in silver both of them are good and both of them will i describe to you tis true that one is a little easier than the other but as i say both are good and you may adopt whichever most wins your fancy do not however fail to try both because it is good for you to learn them and you will find them very helpful to you in many ways in other branches of the goldsmith's art the first method was the one employed by lotanzio and he as i said was the greatest master in this branch of work whom i ever knew he used to take what is called earth for founding in boxes footnote che si chiama terra da formare nelle strafe it is not a clay but as he says a sand tufa areno di tufo a volcanic spongy rock like pumice and they make cement of it End footnote. the same that all the bronze founders use and from which they cast the harness of horses and mules brass studs and such-like trappings and for as much as this clay is known all the world over i shan't bother about describing it but only say that it is a kind of tufa earth by the by as i write i am minded of a very rare kind of this tufa which is found in the bed of the seine in paris while there i used to take what i wanted from hard by the saint chapelle which stands on an island in paris in the middle of the seine it is very soft and has the property quite different from other clays used for moulding purposes of not needing to be dried but when you have made from it the shape you want you can pour into it while it is still moist your gold silver brass or any other metal this is a very rare thing and i have never heard of it occurring anywhere else in the world before considering the other kinds of clay that may be used for this sort of work it will be best for me to tell you carefully how to make your gesso model for casting your seal from after it is well cleaned with a knife in the way above described powder it with a little fine charcoal dust or smoke it over with the soot from your lamp or taper either will do and i really needn't describe this because everybody knows how to do it then press the model into a caster's sandbox of sufficient size to hold it conveniently this done dry well that portion of the mould where the figures come that is to say if you are using the italian not the paris clay then have ready a little dough footnote pasta di pane crudo End footnote in the form of a cake similar in shape and thickness to what your silver or metal seal is finally to be and put this over the figures formed by the gesso and which will appear in relief having previously smoked over the mould with a little candle smoke this done take the second box fill it with the same moist earth and when dried set it upon the first mind in so doing that you do not disturb the part already dried where the figures are footnote the 1568 edition gives a clearer version of this process than the original codex which is confusing i have translated it as literally as possible but the following might be read as more descriptive of the process 
the gesso matrix has been pressed into the sand of the first box and has made the mould of the relief work of the seal the dough is to make the shape of the body it would be roughly cut away to clear the figures and carefully placed over the part moulded then the second box would be put on and the moist earth tightly packed in after this the boxes would be separated and the dough taken out End footnote. this second half you will easily mould then open the mould and after taking out the dough cake make the mouth and the two vent holes beginning at the bottom and going up as high as the mouth or ingress hole when both parts are dry smoke them over with a little candle smoke and let them cool have your silver well molten and then pour it in experience shows that it's better to pour the silver into cold than into hot matrices now for the second method differing considerably from the first but as i have employed both and the second not only for seals but for casting all sorts of other things too i'll describe it to you also when you have from your original wax cut a gesso matrix in the manner above described take a little of the same gesso mix with it a little pith of horn footnote midolo di corna see herpley's handbook oreficeria for the modern process End footnote. well dried a further part of tripoli footnote calcinated sulphate of iron End footnote. and finally another part of well powdered pumice stone and pound these four parts well up together then add as much water to them as shall give them the consistency of a paste neither too thick nor too fluid then with a fine brush paint the surface of your seal all round over the wax projections and into the interstices with a little olive oil waiting till it is well dried in the way we florentines call verdamezzo that is to say neither too dry nor too moist footnote or as we english would perhaps say tacky End footnote make a little wall of clay about two fingers high all round it and pour the above mixture into the work and paint it well in and around the whole of your subject pile the mixture up at least two fingers high and make about four fingers more of it at the upper end on account of the almond form which is the shape your seal will be for you need their greater size for the pouring in mouth of your silver or whatever metal you may be using when the gesso is thoroughly dried which will not be till some four hours or so separate the one piece of gesso from the other taking very great care that none of your design is injured as you may well imagine it was much easier to separate the matrix from the wax in the first method than from the composition in the second because in the former it had a firmer consistency if some of the arms and heads don't appear to you to come out quite a success and remain stuck in the matrix you can remedy that in either of the following ways you can either pick out the bits remaining in the mould with a small paintbrush and reapply them with a little powdered tripoli and since your design is in relief you will easily see the impressions made by it in the mould or for the other way you can clean out the mould entirely paint it round again 
and fill it up with the composition in the same way as before. Often if the first turn has not come out well, the second does. But pay the greatest possible attention to what I'm going to tell you now. Make a waxen form, almond-shaped, and of the exact size your seal is to be. Hollow it out, and lay it over the surface of your gesso relief. Then make your little ramparts of earth about this wax, taking heed to make due provision for the channel of the casting, which should be of ample length. And here I ought to tell you that the longer your channel is, the better chance your work has of turning out well. There are no end of little details still to be observed, but if I were to tell you all of them, I might as well begin teaching you your ABC. So I assume that my readers are people who have mastered the first principles of the art. I would remind you, too, that both the ingress mouth and the vents have to be made of wax, and applied to the wax core. These vents are fixed below, and turn up around the seal towards the ingress mouth. They must not, however, come in contact with the latter, because they have to do their own work of drawing out the air. Footnote. This, which is the ordinary chire perdu process, is again described in chapter 22, where Cellini deals with a vase he's making. The accompanying diagram illustrates it in its application to seals. The mouth, or ingress hole, or what will become the mouth, is rolled in wax and attached to the top. The two vents are rolled and attached in a similar way below, but so as not to touch the pattern. End footnote. This done, bind up your seal with well-tempered iron or copper wire, and let it bide in the sun, or some place where it can get warm and well-dried. Then put it in your little furnace of tiles and iron hoops, and melt out the wax with such heat as may be needful. Of course, your wax must have been free from all impurities, or it will never melt out properly. And when you have melted it out, you make the fire stronger till your mould is regularly burnt, and the more it is baked, the better your work will be. Then let it cool, and because the silver adapts footnote, Selye Acosta, and footnote, itself more readily to the cold than to the hot mould, cold mark you but not moist, when it is well molten, pour it in. But ere you do this, in order that it may not burn, footnote, Riada, i.e. oxidise, end footnote, strew a little borax over it, and upon that a handful of well-ground tartar. Footnote. Gromma di botte, tartrate of potash. End footnote. And you will find this help your work wonderfully. Then dip the mould in water in order better to separate it from the silver, and so break it open. This done, clean the silver off at the points where the channel and the vent holes come, and give it a subtle finish with the file. After this, in order to give the seal its final touches, you place it on the pitch, and with your first gesso matrix before you, work the silver with your punches, gravers and chisels, touching up and completing your subject, now here, now there, figures, swags, arms, bodies, legs, 
all alike accentuating footnote risserando and footnote them in the matrix with your steel tools to see better how you're getting on you may occasionally press in a little black wax or whatever colour pleases you better to gauge the projections now note this my custom was to cut out the heads hands and feet of my figures on small steel punches and thinking the work came clearer and got a better result i struck these punches with dexterous strokes upon the seal with a hammer into their different places also you should make in a similar manner an alphabet of steel punches likewise many other conceits according as taste prompts when i was in rome or elsewhere working in this line i oft-times amused myself by making new alphabets each for its occasion for they wear out soon and i got much credit by my inventiveness your letters should be well formed and shaped as a broadly cut pen might shape them the strokes going up or down with the action of the hand the letters being neither too fat and stumpy nor too long and thin for both these are unpleasing to behold the moderately slim ones are the nicest to look at i ought not to omit telling you that the cardinal's arms or whatever they may be have to be done on the seals and these are always richly ornamented with figure work and i often used to have for the handle wherewith the seal was attached some fine beasts or as often figures according to the emblem of the gentleman for whom the seal was made you should be careful not to omit these little complimentary touches because they redound to the honour of the master and please the patron whom he serves i made among others such a handle in gold for the duke of mantua after i had made the one for his brother the cardinal and in addition to all the care i had put into the seal itself i added a little hercules for the handle and he was sitting on his lion's skin and had his club in hand for this tiny figure i made no end of studies and it brought me much honour with the sculptors and painters and among these was master giulio romano some of them made use of the design too for other purposes and i was well paid for it some artists have gone straight to work at their seals with merely cutting directly into their silver and without casting at all but pluckily doing their design straight on in the reverse with genuine knowledge of their art and using the steel dies of which i have told you and they succeeded in it too i also have done this but i have found the casting method more practicable though both are good and can lead to excellent results End of section 14